Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Secret Truths, Conspiracies Exposed. I'm your co-conspirator, Scott Patton, along with Mark Willison. Hey, Mark, how you doing? I'm awesome, Scott. Glad to be with you today. So, uh, I understand you went undercover this past weekend. That's right. I just got back from a, uh, from a conference in San Francisco put on by a guy named David Wilcox. And he's, uh, he's got a really great website out there called DivineCosmos.com. And uh, it's basically, you know, a bunch of us getting together. And these guys all are believers in uh, aliens and ancient, uh, ancient civilizations from other planets, if you will. And they basically believe that we are coming up on an imminent disclosure from the government that that a lot of this, uh, you know, these ETs and crop circles and flying saucers and technology like that is may in fact very well be real, and they may very well be coming out and, and telling us that that is the case, and perhaps even introducing us to some of their some of their uh, friends from other places. <laughs> so it, it was a, it sure was an interesting. Uh, an interesting experience to to see all of these people and meet with them and uh, and get to hear whatever you know what everybody had to say and what it's all about. Now that's interesting too because when you look at um, the I, I I tend to think of it as a little bit like the 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 big PR department which is Hollywood. We've had the massive success of Avatar. Yeah. And uh, District Nine before that was I think pretty successful. And, and of course, we've got the Star Treks, the Star Wars, and, and that sort of stuff. But I was thinking of the, in particular, uh, you know, District Nine, where you have people, you know, aliens that have to live among humans, and it was interesting how they were being treated, right? Yeah, that was definitely uh, definitely a unique perspective to see that. Most of the most of the alien movies out there, you know, you got the aliens in control of everybody, and then this one, you got the the poor aliens being oppressed by the humans. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> kind of a kind of a unique twist. And yeah, and hard, I mean, and it's hard to imagine that you know beings that could come here from billions of miles away and with all that technology would have any problems with us. And of course, depending on the UFO stories that you hear, they don't, right? I mean, right. I've had actually had a, a conversation with a friend of mine a few years back who. Uh, just loves sitting out in the backyard and watching the stars. And she says, you know, you could you could see a satellite going across the the, uh, the sky, right? Sure. And and in fact, there's a couple satellites that we that were very bright that we've seen recently, well, about a year ago here. And everyone's kind of watching the satellite go by, and they move at a fairly good clip. Right? I mean, you can you can see like that's definitely very high and it's definitely moving fast. Oh, and, you bet. And so she would say, "Yeah, you know, I'd be watching this thing going, and it looks like a satellite, and then all of a sudden it would zip off in a ninety-degree angle in a different <laughs> direction." You go, oh, "That wasn't a satellite. I was just pretending to be a satellite, right?" Uh, that's right. That's right. So lots of activity up there that's uh, not really uh, explained very, or or maybe not even explained at all, just sort of ignored. Uh, suggesting that we're we're not alone. Absolutely, I think that we have a lot of uh, anomalies that are that are still as of yet unaccounted for. Mm-hmm. So, tell me a little bit about the aliens that they spoke about. Well, it was interesting because uh, you know, tip, you know, different from uh, your typical little 
green or gray gray men with the, the big huge eyes. Um, most of the people at this conference believe that aliens are very much like humans, and that all over the galaxy and uh, all over the you know the solar system and the universe, the different the, the the evolution of different species on other worlds is very much like the evolution of our own species on our planet, and that everybody more or less comes out humanoid, if you will, and uh, has a lot you know has a lot in common due to the uh, to the nature of life itself. Okay, so talk a little bit about this nature of life. Well, basically, they were you know they got into a lot of a lot of depth about how how there's this energy that connects all all things, not just living things, but all things, in fact. And they would, uh, you know, they would talk about tests that were done on on plants, you know, where they would hook up a polygraph machine to a plant, and they would do. You know, they would, uh, you know, pretend like they were about to go take a take a big lighter and light the plant on fire, and they would get these crazy reactions from the plant, as if, you know, hey, this plant has a consciousness and it's alive and it can, you know, it kind of knows what's going on, it can feel fear and things like that. Right. And so, basically, you got this idea that all. All the substance that makes up the universe and all the space in between it, you know, and all the stuff that's in between all the atoms and molecules, that there's something, that there's an energy or a vibration or some sort of a frequency in that that basically has the code of life. And if you were to take, you know, take a, a sterile vial of beach sand and, you know, cook this thing at like a thousand or ten thousand degrees Celsius and absolutely sterilize and kill anything that's living living in this at all, that you would eventually have spontaneous generation of new life, you know, tiny little microscopic bacteria and critters that appear in this, basically appear out of nowhere. Oh, and wow. So they were trying to figure out, you know, like, well, where is this stuff coming from? And turns how out is this possible? Yeah, how is this possible? And it turns out that there's supposed to be a vibration in, 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 all, in, in all of the space and the matter that exists and it is you know it is the building blocks of life and it already has kind of a mind of its own and and it kind of you know it kind of got into you know it's pretty deep stuff because you know you could get into the whole idea of having this uh, divine creator that engineered you know this whole system to you know to be to create life out of out of nothing but out of but everything out of, but yeah, exactly. Out of everything, and all kind of have a have an actual plan for the way that it goes, and as it carries, you know, as it continues along its path, that it would uh, eventually continue to lead to more or less the same kind of place, and kind of where we're at now as human beings. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about that this this energy is going to be is going through a, a change right now in the galaxy, and that we're the energy is actually increasing in our solar system. Which has a lot to you know, kind of plays in with the whole global warming thing. <laughs> but the the uh, solar system global warming that we discussed last time. Exactly. You know, they're they're firm believers that the, that the climate is changing throughout the throughout our solar system, and that part of it is due to the increased energy that we're getting from the galaxy uh, through this force, and how it's going to basically upgrade all of the all of the DNA of on. For all of life on this planet and across the solar system. Hmm. 
So it's like... Uh, so yeah. what you talk about this energy is very, very interesting because in in the t- going on a galactic um, perspective for just a second, most sure. galaxies have this very... I, we, I, we're not really sure if it's a black hole or what it is, but a very bright core and sure. all the energy. And what... Uh, what they discovered is on a fairly regular basis, and by that I mean, you know, 20,000, 30,000, 100,000 years basis, right? Not, sure. You know, uh, there will be an emission of energy from the core of the galaxies, and they've observed this in, um, in other galaxies that they've looked at, and they've observed the smoking gun of it in our own galaxy. And the thing is, is this... Uh, this light or energy that comes from the beginning of the or the center of the galaxy and expands out expands out at light speed so when it comes here we won't know until it gets here because we're you know it's coming as fast as it can towards us and we can't see it any faster than it's coming because it's coming at the speed of light right and in the past what's happened there have been times in the history of the milky way galaxy where there's been more uh, supernovas occurring than other times. Absolutely. And, and what they think is, and their theory is, and, and it, in, in the physics and everything else bears it out, is when this huge eruption of energy occurs, it, uh, it overwhelms the energy of some, it adds a lot of energy to the, some of these suns, and of course some suns can handle it, some suns can't, obviously our sun handled it because it's still here. And, and most suns handle it, but but a few don't, and they go supernova, and and away you go. And it's a kind of a little different theory on why supernovas may end up occurring. But when you're talking about this energy, the thing is, is it happens like every 26,000 years in our galaxy, and mm-hmm. the next one is due any time. That's right. <laughs> you know, it could be a thousand years from now, it could be you know a hundred years from now, it could be tomorrow. We won't know till it gets here, right? Right. Uh, it's every 26,000 years. Last time it happened was about 26,000 years ago. And, uh, and of course, obviously, going at the speed of light, it still takes quite a while to get from the center of the galaxy out to where we are. But, oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, many light years. <laughs> but it's interesting you talk about this energy rising in, in our galaxy because this is exactly that time when that's supposed to be happening. That's right. They believe that our sun is is literally gobbling up this energy and, and absorbing it, and then re, you know, re-energizing it out to the to the planets. And that's uh, a huge supposed to be a huge part of, you know, what the climate change that our Earth is going through, and uh, amongst all of. The, in fact, they went through a, a pretty lengthy proof of all of the the different planets and moons for the different planets, and how everything is is changing and. You know something. You know the electromagnetic field on on some things is going crazy, and atmospheres are increasing by four thousand percent, and just uh, really, really unusual things. And to think that uh, this is leading us to kind of a a leveling up of our of our own DNA and our own capabilities is pretty pretty exciting because they they believe that this is all going to be happening. You know with uh, with 2012 and, and the Mayan calendar and and the Sumerians and all of that kind of stuff, they believe that these ancient civilizations, you know, kind of, you know, they were they they may not have, you know, they may not have had automobiles running around at the at those times back then, but they 
they watched, they looked at the stars every night and they charted, you know, they charted their progress and they were very, uh, very precise in, in their observations of what was going on out there. Hmm. And, it, you know, they believed that they, they might have been onto something that, you know, maybe, maybe we should be paying attention to and, and looking into a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, if it's hard to imagine that these uh, other civilizations wouldn't have been more developed than we were, you know, a few thousand years ago. So when you look at how our civilization, uh, you know, how we went from just being like hunter-gatherers to having cities and having domestic animals and all those sort of things, it's, uh, you know, there probably the influence has been throughout our history. We've just not been aware of it. Sure. Sure. Yeah, it's... uh it's really interesting to think about the the way that this energy is going to be coming in because they're showing us these these timeline charts over you know millions and millions of years they were there have been studies that have been done on the evolutionary progress to basically prove or disprove Darwin's theory of evolution mm-hmm. and what these guys found is that you know they things would be progressing along you know organisms would be dividing and you know evolving and growing a, a tail or growing legs and crawling up on the land and the things were more or less a linear a linear progression kind of like Darwin suggested but what they found surprising was they had these huge spikes where all of a sudden all the animals you know the diversity and complexity just exploded all of a sudden they said wow you know over a very short time frame they went from you know having very basic types of life to significantly more advanced and that uh, you know this happens on a cyclic basis and that we can you know, kind of predict that, hey, we're we're about to enter into another one of these evolutionary leaps, if you will, and that a lot, you know, that this is very much has to do with the energy, you know, the galact, the charged particles that are coming from the galaxy into our solar system. Right, right. Huh. So they talk about having powers such as you know telekinesis and psychic abilities, uh, time travel, and instantaneous. You know, kind of like Star Trek, where they beam you from one place to another. Right, right. I mean, they 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 firmly firmly believe that 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 is on the way to the masses, and in fact, is already being utilized. You know, by the super secret black ops guys right now, and in the in the military, and and they've got all these you know secret space programs going on that nobody really knows about, and so they were showing us uh, the end credits for Stargate and how Stargate, you know, is would like to thank Pegasus Productions for, you know, helping them with the movie, and then they they give thanks to like NASA and the Department of the De- Department of Defense, and then they go on to give thanks to the you know say and a special thanks to the the U.S. Space uh, U.S. Space to Command is what they call it, or the Air Force Space Command, or the and the Navy Space Command. I forget. Oh, I forget, so I forget you- if it was the the Navy or the Air Force specific, but. We have apparently we have this military space command program that's in charge of all of our our space warfare operations. Wow! And you found out that that even though no one's heard about it, it's not really a secret. Right. You can get on the internet and you can Google. You know, you just type in space command or U.S. space command, and you can easily bring up these websites and go in there and look at you know what their little mission statement is and and see battle plans. You know how they think battles are going to play out in the future modern warfare type of scenarios and so one of the sites is http i gotta start at the beginning because it's relatively long http colon four slash four slash enterprise 
which is interesting because you've got Star, War, Star Trek, right, the Enterprise, mm-hmm. dot spa war, S-P-A war, and it's for space, I guess space war. <laughs> right, right uh, exactly. Dot navy dot M-I-L, and you have to assume that a navy dot M-I-L is owned by our navy. Yeah, you go right onto the website and or it says... your navy. And it says that uh, this U.S. government system is subject to monitoring, blah, blah, blah. This is a U.S., an official Navy website. Yeah, there it is. This is an official Department of the Navy website. And the mission statement, Team Spa War, acquires, develops, delivers, and and sustains decision superiority for the warfighter at the right time and for the right cost. Vision Team Spar War will be the recognized leader in delivering integrated solutions for decision superiority. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting when you look at the when you look at that one. You know, they're they're all about the intelligence side of things and the information and and uh, I think it's interesting when you go to the Air Force Space Command website, which is uh, afspc.af.mil. There, let's see if I can find their their mission statement here. Because when I read that one, it was much more about, you know, having tactical advantage and, and hmm. things, you know, things along right. along those lines. Yeah, Navy.mil is the official website of the United States Navy. Yep. So we're not talking about uh, sites put up by crackpots. No, not at all. I mean, this is... This is the real deal, and, and you know you got to ask, well, what the, you know, I mean, we've I've never heard of these guys before, and you know, you know I mean, I knew there was an army and the navy and you know the marines and all that, but you know who's, I didn't know that there's this space command group and there's all these guys you know that are in the military doing you know I don't know what are they training to be astronauts or are they just looking out there with telescopes or you know what what the heck is really going on here. And how right. much of our, you know, how much of our funding is actually going going towards this these projects? Because I, I, you know, I would venture to say that most of the people are, you know, they they don't realize that this these programs are going on and that our tax dollars are going to support this kind of effort. And if they're gonna, you know, if they're gonna be spending our tax dollars on it, it might be nice to know, you know, what the heck they're up to. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then there's the Air Force Space Command as well. And, I mean, it to- totally makes sense that they would want to be involved in these areas. It's just, and they're, I mean, there they are. They're, they're what you do a search on Air Force Space Command. They come up, and you uh, you see the, the stuff that they're doing. There's a launch, the next launch is uh, Atlas V SDO, February 3rd, 2010, from Cape Canaveral. Right. I mean, I didn't. I had no idea that they were doing military space launches through. I mean, like Cape Canaveral. Obviously, that's the Air Force Base. I didn't. You know, I guess I never realized that all the uh, NASA stuff is is very well. You know, obviously they have a, a lot more stuff going on than we realize on the civilian on the civilian side. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was really interesting when you if you get in there and you look at the logo for the you know for the Air Force Space Command and. And for the Navy Space Command and the, just the U.S. Space Command, they have this, you know, they have this uh, this planet and these two rings going around it, and you know the uh, star, you know, they kind of have like the stars from Orion's Belt, and then they got this little 
Star Trek looking, you know, it looks kind of yeah. like a spaceship or like a Star I, Trek logo or something. You know, the little like, thing that they pa- they tap when they want to talk on their intercoms, right? Exactly. A little badge, it's right there. Yeah, so you can uh, you can dive into the website a little bit and learn about some of the things that, you know, the symbolism that these that these uh, these logos are representing, and you know, you could trip out on that for a long time because it's you know it's amazing how. You know they're obvious. You know obviously they got these, you know things going on out in space. And you know as far as we're aware, you know we have a we have the space shuttle. Is that that's the only the only craft that we have that actually goes out into space? I mean we don't know about anything else that looks. You know we don't know about anything else. But clearly if the military has an entire program and people in command of different operations and stuff like that, then obviously there must be something something going on up there that's. Uh, you know, must be pretty exciting and costing a lot of money if they, you know, they got a whole website about it and they got, you know, generals and colonels and all these high-ranking officials that are involved with it. I mean, I don't think these guys are out there, you know, playing golf up there or anything. No, no. <laughs> and what's funny is, is that you can follow them on Twitter. They have a Facebook page. Isn't got that? Isn't they, that interesting? They have YouTube videos, so maybe it's just it's not. Maybe they're trying to let everybody know, and uh, nobody's paying any att- attention. They got photos and videos on Flickr, and they're even on LinkedIn. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you tie that in with with Hollywood, like you were saying, all the all the movies about this subject matter, and then you see that they're you know they're even using the the social media and everything. And it's like, you know, the people at this conference were were you know David was very much. Uh, of the opinion that this is official, you know, they're they're trying to disclose this, and you know, they're really putting it out there, you know, just you know, without any, you know, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. It's just right out there, mm-hmm. and so we're he, he feels that we're very, fat, you know, quickly approaching a tipping point here where you know they're not going to be able to afford to hide the secret anymore, and there's so many people that are already believing that it's happening that they need to kind of come out and address it. Or else they're going to, you know, because they don't want to have, you know, enough people mobilize and, you know, kind of revolt against, you know, not knowing, you know, being kept in the dark and all of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I thought that was fascinating. That was, you know, it got me very excited. I can't wait to, I'd love to go for a ride in a spaceship someday. Yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. So I think it's interesting, the Air Force Space Mission and Vision, I just want to share this with everybody. Uh, their vision is to be the leading source of emerging and integrated space and cyberspace capabilities, which is like yeah. interesting. And particularly the fact that they've included cyberspace with space. Provide an integrated constellation <laughs> of space and cyberspace capabilities at the speed of need. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be really interesting to figure out like what do they actually mean with this? Their goals right. is to guarantee a safe, credible, ready nuclear deterrent force with perfection as the standard. And that is like nuclear deterrent for whom? <laughs> Against whom? Right? Right, exactly. And then deliver assured combat power to the joint fight. So the joint fight, I wonder what that means. Forge a battle-ready team by attracting, developing, and retaining America's best. Modernize and sustain enduring mission, uh, the AFSPC's enduring missions and mature emerging missions. <laughs> now, I don't know. Does that mean anything to you? You know, it would seem to be that uh, 
that they're trying to be ready for, you know, ready for anything and ready for anything that could possibly happen, you know, even that's beyond, you know, what we would normally deal with on a day-to-day basis. It looks like they're getting ready for anything here. Yeah. And then the last one it says there is a re-engineer acquisition to deliver capability at the speed of need. And I think that that's fascinating that they keep talking about the speed. You know, the speed of need is, you know, at least that's, you know, that connotation in my mind is like instantaneous. You know, when you need something, boom, it's right there for you. Yeah, and And when you talk about re-engineering acquisition, I think... I I have to go to like Roswell and all the yeah, other places where are, are we reverse engineering that technology exactly? Yeah, yeah we got a spaceship from uh, <laughs> from Orion, boys. Let's re-engineer it and use it. Yeah, let's suit this puppy up. <laughs> so I I mean I think that they're very blatantly kind of alluding to the fact that we have speed you know speed of need and speed of light to me are kind of you know, there's all, that's the only speed of that you ever hear, you know, the speed of light. Yeah. And, I mean, the speed of need, I think, is, you know, alluding to that, to that fact that we may very well be, you know, getting close to these kind of technologies coming out. And, uh, and yeah, we, that's, just a, that's just amazing. I don't even know what to say. I don't either. I guarantee, with perfection as the standard. I mean, there's more to it than that, but I just, I mean, those are the words. Right. Like, and that's, I mean, that sounds like a, you know, like a machine kind of a thing, you know? You don't, you know, perfection is, you know, that's not a human quality. That's the type, you know, like, I mean, I mean like, yeah. are we talking about Terminators here? Do we have, <laughs> you know, are we, what, uh, well, we got artificial intelligence, like HAL out there controlling the ship, or what, you know, what, what's really going on? Yeah, Yeah, that's uh, that's quite the mission to live up to. Very, very interesting. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think what we need to do is uh, talk about this in a little bit more depth because you you were there for two days, three days. Yeah, two two and a half days. It was a Friday night through through Sunday afternoon kind of a deal, and man, they they dove into some subjects that just blew my mind, even that didn't have to do with space or aliens or any of that kind of stuff. Just fascinating information about how your how your mind works and the power of and the power of your mind and your body and your spirit and how you know how you can how you can actually harness some of this understanding for, you know, in your own life to help yourself and how to help other people with it as well and, and make the world a better place. And I thought that you know that's really that's really cool. There's a lot of a lot of power with these kind of ideas, and you know, I think it's I think it's good to be presented in a in a positive way that these are tools that can that can really help to to change the world. Very neat. So that's what we're going to do over the next uh, few episodes. Is we're going to be talking about the convergence conference and uh, some of the information that David Wilcox uh, shared in those two and a half days. directly for you so you can basically experience exactly what my experience is going to be and I know I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely want to dive into this more on the shows and uh, hopefully we'll get some get some more detailed information out there for you guys out on uh, secrettruths.com. Excellent. So thanks, Mark, for sharing that. That's awesome. I look forward to uh, 
exposing some more interesting conspiracy secrets in our next show. All right, sounds good. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Scott. Bye-bye, everybody. See you next time. Bye.